All right, welcome to On The Mic. I'm Jake Killeen. On today's episode, we have Kieran Pratt. Kieran is a former number one amateur and Asian tour winner. He played most of his tour career on the Australasian and Asian tours. Today, we delve into Kieran's playing career, what he achieved, what he didn't like about tour golf, what he loved about tour golf, and what he wants to do going forward. Looking forward to our chat. Welcome to the show, Kieran. No worries, Jake. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's great to chat with you. Um, how you been? Uh, what are you up to these days? Been well, mate. Um, all things considered uh, at, the, at the moment. But um, uh, yeah, just, just working away um, about seven, seven months into, um, um, into, a, into a job with a, a construction company that's going really well. Um, and um, yeah, just just chipping away things there, mate. Trying to trying to develop in that in a, in a new industry, I suppose. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's happening at the moment. Um, yeah, nice one. And um, yeah, mate, uh, I'm excited to chat with you because um, you know I've been studying up on you and, and your amateur career, and and you know you're a professional for probably almost a decade, and and what you've achieved. So I'm excited to go through it with you um, with our chat and. Look, I wanted to start with your amateur career. Um, uh, you're, you had an amazing uh, few years there while you were with the VIS. Uh, you're a VIS team member. You won the Dunes Medal, Port Phillip Amateur, Vic Amateur, the Lake Quarry Amateur, and you were a part of the Eisenhower Trophy team um, in 2010. So, mate, an amazing amateur career. Um, it, where did it all start with you? Where did you grow up playing golf and at what course were you? Um, well, it all started... Um, probably um, when I was around, probably around eleven or twelve, and I was playing. I was, grew up in Alinda, um, up in the, up in the Dandenongs, and and um, I played a lot of sport up there. Played a lot of footy and a lot of cricket, sort of through um, uh, through my younger years. Probably mm. from you know from the age that I could stand up, I was bowling to my brother in, in the garage and, <laughs> yeah. um, and and kicking the footy around the backyard. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was sort of it was it was football and cricket, and um, and from a really young age, I just sort of knew I wanted to be a professional sportsman. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, golf came along, and and that sort of became the um, the obsession, I suppose. So yeah, that uh, that all started at Alinda Alinda Golf Course, which uh, is no longer. But um, mm-hmm. um, um, and then sort of you know went on to. Uh, I moved down. We went down to Beacon Hills. My, my, my dad and I. Um, dad was a good golfer as well, and and he took me down to Beacon Hills. And then I was there for maybe a year or two. And then uh, I think I joined Commonwealth when I was fourteen, fourteen or fifteen. So, um, and then yeah, they sort of uh, they sort of took me on, and and um, and um, yeah, had a had a really good sort of amateur career, junior and amateur career, um, playing at Commonwealth Golf Club. Um, so yeah. Right. So when, when you decided to go golf full time, did you give up the, the cricket and, and the rest of it? Or was that around the 14, 15 age as well when you joined? Yeah, more, more or less. Yeah. I mean, I, cricket was, um, I was always playing upper, upper grade in cricket. So I was always mm. playing against these, you know, these big kids bowling bounces at me. And, <laughs> and, um, and I was playing, um, and obviously footy, I was um, just, just not quite heavy enough to be able to withstand the, um, <laughs> withstand the uh the, the bumps of it so um where'd you play yeah, forward I, pocket I, or where'd you play nah, believe it or not i played believe it or not i played on the ball um a lot of yeah. the time sort of on the ball on the wing and then hmm. um um yeah because I, I was pretty quick i didn't want I was, I was 
pretty pretty nippy. I just didn't want people to catch me. Yeah, that's right. yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> As soon as I, yeah. as soon as I realised I couldn't go back for the flight, I gave up footy too and gave and gave golf a go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. And and and, and that's it. And I wanted to go back with the flight. You know, that was that was what all the uh, that was what all the heroes are doing. And 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 not you know, I was pretty pretty fond of James Hurd at that time, and he was getting teeth teeth knocked out every five games. So <laughs> yeah. not um, yeah, it's yeah pro- probably not the sort of probably not the sort of stuff you need to be taking after when you're ten. Sure. And, and what got you into golf? Who, who motivated that? Did your parents play or was it someone on TV or how, how did that happen? Uh, probably dad, yeah. Um, so, so dad played golf up until I reckon he was 35-ish um, and, and it's sort of until all the kids were born, um, my sister and my brother, and, um, which came before, came before me. And then... Um, yeah, I think I think once once the kids were born, dad dad sort of gave it away, and um, obviously obviously still had something sort of lingering, and he, and wanted to, um, you know, he'd wake up for the Masters and the US Open, and you know some of the some of the um, the, the big tournaments in the states, and he would um, so he'd do that. I'd wake up at you know five o'clock in the morning, go watch go watch the golf with him, and then yeah, um, yeah, we just just started playing together at Linda a bit, and and. Um, or, or I started playing flat out, and, and I actually got Dad back into the game. So, mm. um, um, yeah, I, I would say my old man was probably the biggest, um, the, the biggest inspiration there. And then, and then, you know, Tiger Woods was at his absolute prime when I was starting to play golf as well. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so so that was a that was probably a, a big factor in um, you know me really, really uh, you know getting a, gaining an obsession with the, with the sport. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Tiger Woods. We'll get to that later, but um, a little prelude there. You've been able to play with him in a tournament, so that's uh, quite an amazing thing, having to look up to an idol like that and being able to play with him in tournament golf. But we'll get there later. But uh, with, with, your, with your golf, obviously you started quite late by the sounds of it, and how did you get that good so quick? Was that just something that just happened naturally or did you work hard at it? How did that happen? Um, yeah, well, I suppose it, it, um, through, through my junior sort of career it was like it was up it was sort of ups and downs I suppose like I had some I'd play a great tournament and then um you know I think I was sort of getting somewhere and then um you know I'd 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 go and play with the with the big guys in a big amateur when I was 15 or 16 and I'd shoot 90 um yeah yeah you know, so you know there's a big difference between at that time there was a big difference between shooting um 68 around a you know, some a, country, a short country deck, and then, um, mm. and then all of a sudden you're sort of you know playing with guys, you know, at, at a at a windy porty in a Vic amateur, and 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 you're nervous, and mm. and the greens are like glass, and um, oh, yeah, it just so there was a, that that was the that was sort of the those are the junior days, and then um, mm. yeah, and then just just great, you, you just you keep working, you keep um, you know, put putting in the hours. I remember. When I was um, when I joined Commonwealth, I was caddying for I think I think I was caddying for Craig Hastor early early on when I was a member at Commonwealth in Colts Pennant. Um, so he used to you know used to play in the morning, have some lunch, and then I'd go back to the golf club and I'd go back to Commonwealth and practice till you know six or seven o'clock until it was um, till it was pitch black and then get picked up. Um, and and that was what that was what I. Um, 
that was what I thought I needed to do to, to, to really improve. And then mm. it's a funny one, golf. I mean, you see it a lot. The penny sort of drops. Um, the penny drops really quickly with some people. It's, it's like one minute they're, they're sort of nowhere. They're not, they're not competing um, yeah. at the top end of, of uh, they're not competing at the top end of the particular competition they're in, whether it's a junior tournament, you know, a, a national junior tournament, a state amateur tournament, then you got national tournament, and you got world, you know, world world amateur events as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, one, one minute it looks like it looks like players coming out of the blue, but it's obviously um, it's obviously a hell of a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, do you think the the penny drops is that more of a mental um, confidence in your own ability? Do you think you know maybe you can you feel like you can do it? Yeah, definitely. I think you you um you start shooting low scores around your around your home club, um, mm. and and that's in practice. And 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 you start you know you're playing games with, against against your mates, um, you know some money games or whatever, and and mm. you know all of a sudden you're winning a lot of those, and and you're shooting low scores around your home deck and, and club championships and and things like that you're winning them you know fairly fairly comfortably and and um um i mean reality is you need to be shooting you need to be shooting mid 60s low 60s around your home home golf course yeah. just about every time otherwise you no chance as a professional golfer um is that the setup changes though? Is that what you mean? Like um, when you get back on tour golf, obviously the you know the mental side as well because you're playing for money, it's your livelihood. But is it the golf setup that's so different as well? The course setup. Yeah, definitely. I thought that. Yeah, I think I think they're both both factors. Um, yeah, the mental side is is huge, um, and it's you know I, I think throughout my professional career, my mental um, the mental side of things became. Um, certainly the the major factor um, mm. as opposed to the um, you know the the the, ability, the physical ability to be able to um to, to move the ball around um, mm. but but yeah golf courses are set up so golf courses are set up much more difficult in um in in the majority of professional golf events i think you play um, mm. but yeah certainly your, your mind can make them more difficult as well yeah sure how was the the VIS and, and, and how did you get into that and what did that do for your game and your confidence? Um, yeah, so the VIS I joined when I was 19 um, and that was shortly after a Colts Interstate Series, I think. Um, and that was sort of when I started to get, you know, really serious about it. Um, um, I, was, I was playing sort of Victorian junior team and, and stuff like that, but um, mm. I don't think I had taken it, you know, super seriously until... Um, yeah, until probably that year after I left school, um, and yeah, the VIS was enormous. I mean, it was um, um, you just got all of the you, it was all of the the ability to, to develop all of the tools you need to be able to play professional mm-hmm. professional golf and um, you know professional sport. I've got I don't know how many sports in that in those programs, but um, mm. uh, you develop you, your ability to um, you know, for strength training, you've got some you know absolute professionals in that in that as, in that area and aspect. Um, mm-hmm. You've got access to you know pretty much non-stop coaching. Um, you've got uh, um, yeah, the, the nutrition. You get access to funding to go and travel um, and play amateur golf tournaments overseas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the program's the program's excellent. It's um yeah, it's a it's a 
a big reason, I think, why um, a lot of Victorians are, um, are able to, um, I guess, grow into, into becoming professional golfers and, um, and elite amateur golfers. I mean, you see, you see a lot of elite amateur golfers that don't, don't, um, that don't flip the switch and become you know, super successful professional golfers, but that's because it's a, a bloody hard thing to, to, um, to become, you know, there's only 200, 200 guys in the world that can be that. So, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and who was the key mentor in the VOS for you who, at the time? Um, who was the coach there? Uh, Marty Joyce was the coach. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with Marty um, and um, and Darren Cole as well. Um, I mean, Marty was was principally my coach, but um, yeah, I spent a lot of time with those guys. And uh, um, and there was Nathan Heaney, who was one of the strength coaches, and Luke Mackey um, later on, mm. who was um, yeah, who's who's the strength coach as well. Um, and they were, you know, they were great. They were all all you know, super motivating people, and um, um, certainly a um, certainly a factor in that, that. Yeah, certainly a factor in in my in my sort of early professional golfing um, career. No coaching, such a um, you know, it's just not about the technique. To, you know, there's a lot of other stuff and other factors. So, I think your communication skills and your ability to get, gain trust and hold trust with your players is paramount. If you don't have that, you don't have much at all, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think the biggest um I, I reckon golf coaches um have to I reckon mo- the mo- motivating factor is the biggest um the biggest thing missing in golf coaching. Um mm. you know, that, that having like a like a football coach, you know? Yeah. Like I, I seriously think if golf coaches had a football coach, they'd probably be better. Yeah. Not, not not better than having a golf coach, but if they had both of those if if they had Sure. A footy coach and a golf coach, um, they would be they would be a better player than if they just had a golf the golf coach. Um, sure, sure. So like setting of, standards, of, bit of fun, all that sort of stuff. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So you can keep going. Yeah, and and and, and you know that that um, that like team training, that team training aspect um, would would be. Um, would be enormous as well because it just makes people. And that's why the why the VIS was good because you've you've got other guys to measure yourself against and and mm. really compete against. And um and once you get to the you know if you're in a if you're in a group of you know ten of the best players in the state and you're the best one of them, then fair chance that you're fair chance that you're not bad at what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. But but, I, but, but as a professional golfer, who are you measuring against in your training? No one. Everyone's just at their own golf club doing their own thing alone. It's a lonely sport, isn't it? And you're right. I think Shit. if you can surround yourself. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I've done, some, I've done some coaching overseas and, and to see it, to play out when, when these guys are playing, you know, Q schools and, and you know, their, their, their life's on the line and you look around, they're thousands of kilometres away from home and there's yep. no one there supporting them. It's just, mate. It's it can be tough mentally, and um, so yeah, to to surround yourself with um, a team, you know, obviously easier when you got the money. But uh, I think that's yeah, why definitely. these guys it, these guys do well for so long as well. They get to a point they've reached it, and it's harder to sort of get out of that than when you're there, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's um, it, it's, it's like self fulfilling prophecy. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, you are because you think you are sort of stuff. So once you once you get there, you're um once you get there, it's it's a lot. Yeah, you know, it's like what I said before. Once once if you get um if you get your uh, your Asian tour card, or if you if you get into that if you keep your card, you get into that sort of winners winners list. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to make more money, which gives you a better opportunity to keep gives you a better opportunity to keep your money. Yeah. Now I love what you're so, saying um, about the um the group the group coaching. I think that's um definitely been overlooked and something that um I'm interested in anyway. I'm definitely interested in that uh, yeah that sort of scenario for sure. Yeah, I mean I, I think um yeah just I mean just thinking I'm just thinking out loud, but but thinking about how you could incorporate if you've got forty students, right? Mm. Then then you um you know, you, you you make sure that you've got it's basically four it's basically four teams. Yep. You know, four four teams of guys, and you and you're teaching them that um you're obviously you know doing some some personal teaching um, but um but at the same time you know forcing them to um forcing them to do drills on the range and drills on a you know putting green and and short game stuff and just doing that doing it day you know. If, if these guys want to be professional, obviously they're probably at the golf club or, or the range or wherever they are daily anyway. Um, mm. But doing it day in, day out. If you can compete day in, day out, you will. There's no question that you will get good enough to to to. Yeah, as long as you've got some some physical ability mm. Mm. and you have that real drive. Um, a lot of guys don't. Well, I suppose a lot of guys don't have the drive to, to become professional golfers but if they got that drive and they and then they you put you put something in place where they can compete every day um well they're going to become they're going to become good players that's where i see a breakdown so i see a breakdown like the vis yeah fantastic but how many people can get into that per year and how many kids are are, are good enough to to be in that program that's probably where they go to college isn't it if you don't get into vis then your best Mm. opportunity your best Mm. opportunity to do being in that around that environment is to go to um is to go to college yeah and, and i reckon it's a, it's almost a better move anyway to be honest um at yeah, least sure. at least with the best thing about college is it opens up opens you up to um you know opens your world mm. to, the, to or opens yeah opens your world to to this the states and where all the where all the money is well, yeah, and they've got the, the, the finances and, and the facilities to back you in as well. So like you said before, when you're an amateur, like um, you're able to get to these great tournaments and, you know, get looked after. I mean, that's a huge thing for golf because it's expensive. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. How high did you reach in amateur golf in world and Australia? Yeah, there's a couple of them. I think I, think I got to, there's, there's a scratch player's, one and there's a there's an R and A one and right. the um, I think I got to maybe eight or seven in the R and A one um, yeah and I think I might have got to one in the Scotch players one um, yeah nice and then um, you turned pro straight after and you played I think three of the tournaments the Aussie tournaments at the end of the year uh, Aussie yeah. Open I think the Masters and there was one other but um, yeah I think the first tournament back uh, was the Aussie Masters that you played is that am I right there when you played the Aussie Masters yeah that was my first tournament yeah. as, a, uh, as a professional yeah. golfer yeah and uh, you talk us through round three mate so you, you've got off to a pretty solid start and then you look up <laughs> on, the, 
on the uh, leaderboard and Tiger's around your name and he's playing in the tournament and next minute you're, you're playing with him in the third round. Talk, talk us through that night before and um, finding out that you're playing with Tiger. Yeah, well, I, I finished my round. I mean, we obviously were on the same uh, the same side of the draw. Um, that, that was the thing that I think provided the, the potential for us to play together. Um, and I came off the course, and I think um, it made of ours. I think Marty Steele might have mentioned it to to me that um, uh, that I was a chance of playing with Tiger on the same score, and we'd finished at about the same time. And um, so at the time, I was living in Torquay. I was down at Dad's house, and, um, and but I was staying at the Langham, um, uh, and the so I went back to the, I was sort of staying on my own, and, and went back to the hotel and was excited because I'd made the cut, first of all, um, mm. because first event, you sort of want to get off the hot start, and and, um, and, I, and I did that, and I got a phone call from David Rollo, who was my manager at the time, and he said that, um, he said that you're, you're probably about to, first thing he said, he goes, well, he said, Pratty, how are you going? Good, good, and um, you might want to just um, keep your phone on um, if, you, if you're comfortable to. Uh, you're going you're gonna to get a phone call from the Herald Sun and, and, um, and the Age and, um, and probably Channel 7 and, and Channel 9 as well. Wow. And I was, and I was like, oh, I'm playing with Tiger. And he goes, yes, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, so I was walking to dinner, I think, and I, and I was just, yeah, I was just in a absolute, I was just seeing stars, I was just in a daze um, yeah. for, the next, uh, for the next hour and a half, and um, yeah, and just, you know, just, uh, just that excitement of, um, you know, knowing what was, what was to come. Amazing, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions, um, excitement, nerves, all the rest of it, but um, okay, so you, you, you wake up, was it? Was it normal business as usual, or was it a different feel for the for that morning beforehand? Yeah, I was. It was. Yeah, I was certainly a different. Uh, a different sort of feel. I mean, you, you try and go about things um, as normally as possible, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you just got a lot. Of, it's just oh, just just so many things running through your head about what what the the day ahead is going to hold for you, I suppose. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was driving to, I, I still got to drive to the golf club, which is an absolute, um, you know, luxury in in professional golf to be able to drive your own car to to the to a golf club to play a, a golf tournament. Yeah, it was Victoria um, Golf Club, wasn't it? Was it Victoria? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, if you pull into the car park and and where obviously where Tiger goes, that that it attracts an enormous amount of people and a huge crowd, and the weather was. Weather was dreadful that day as well. So, um, but right. but everyone was out in ponchos and and um, with umbrellas and so on. And, and a bunch of my mates have asked had asked me for tickets. And, um, <laughs> and I know I know a lot of them. I know a lot of them were there. I didn't see any of them, but um, I know a lot of them were sort of hanging around. And um, and yeah, we just um, I, I got there. Same same deal. Got there probably a couple of hours before and, and did my warm up and and. Um, you know, you sort of watch Tiger walking around a golf tournament when you when you haven't seen him before, and he, he's like this, um, like he sort of just floats. Um, it, it's he's got a real like amazing aura sort of around about him. Just, yeah, he, I um, I heard he doesn't hold. move his head sideways. It literally stays directly straight ahead, and he and he like moves <laughs> his eyes around 
and he doesn't he doesn't move his head at all. Is that is that true? I, uh, he's probably got a crook neck, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he probably I, I don't know. I haven't heard that rumor, but uh, in, in his own zone, probably probably something in it, mate. Um, yeah, but yeah, just just walk watching him walk around the you know the practice area and the practice day, and mm. um, mm. it's just a just not not from not from this world like it yeah. doesn't take any of the um obviously he's been doing it for a long time 50, 20 years he's been dealing with the uh the public um scrutiny at that point that we played together and, and was probably very well immune to it and yeah probably, sure. probably probably was like no one was there at all but um yeah it certainly wasn't that way for me though yeah i heard you um you got it all out of the way early too. You said good day to him, I think, uh, prior to the tee. Um, is that yeah. right? You sort of got it out of the way so you can just focus on the first tee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I tried to. I shook his hand on the on the practice screen. I think we're the, we're the only two good people on there. Um, that, that big practice screen in Victoria. Yeah. And the crowd was like ten days. Um, and it was just two people, two of us. Yeah, you know, crowd crowd being held out ten days, and the two of us on this massive, massive putting green. <laughs> um, so you sort of feel like you're on stage a bit, and I was just yeah. like, "Nah, I, I've got to, I've got to, got to nip this in the bud." So I, um, I walked over and shook his hand and introduced myself, and um, it sort of allowed me to go to the first tee without, um, without any, any nerves. I, I really actually wasn't very nervous on the first tee shot with the first tee shot. Yeah, I noticed you birdied it all four days, so the first doesn't bother you at Victoria by the sounds of it. But um, and how how was he, mate? Was he nice and uh, friendly and welcoming and made you feel okay, or how was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was fine to me. Um, um, yeah, he, he, he had a. We had a bit of a chat out there. Um, I think early on we had a bit of a chat, and then the rain came, and it was just um, uh, yeah. uh, there wasn't wasn't a lot of talk from from there on. Um, and uh, as we were just trying to stay dry, but yeah, we we had a chat about it, about a few things, and um, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing all that interesting, mate. Nothing that's um, nothing that's no, gonna, uh, you don't want to delve into make, my psyche. Nothing that's going to make the show an absolute instant sensation or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we we just we just had a bit of a, a bit of a chat, and um, and that was it, really. Yeah. Yeah, what an experience, man. And and you got him too, by the way. You, I think you shot one under in trying conditions and I think he shot square from memory. So you can tick that one off and tell the grandkids. Yeah, that's it, mate. One for one against TWs. Um, <laughs> not, not many people have the... Not, not many people could say that. But, no, um, exactly. It, does, it doesn't, doesn't mean much to anyone else, mate, other than myself. <laughs> Oh, mate, uh, uh, it's fantastic. I, I, what an experience. I mean, as I said, not many people can, you know, get that close talk to him and even play against him. So, and, and actually to beat him is another thing as well. So I think it's a fantastic story. So congrats Thanks, on mate. that one, mate. Um, now, look, uh, I want to move on to your um, uh, career a little bit more. I think 2011, obviously, you got your major card in Asia. Uh, you must have gone to Q school and, and, and got your card and Yep. Um, and and your first year on 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 the Asian tour, how how was that experience from going from sort of amateur golf um, into the Asian tour? How, how did that go for you? Um, yeah, well, I suppose going to um, well, I suppose getting started, and I started with the Masters that we just talked talked about in the Australian mm. Open and the, the Aussie PGA um, mm. as well, and even the State Opens. Um, the 
you're playing on great golf courses, you're playing on in front of decent crowds, um, in really, a really, sorry, a really comfortable setting, and um, and then you go to you go to Asia and you you start playing on golf courses that um, that you're not used to, and um, you haven't played a lot of them. A lot of that, you know, that that's the type of grass and with with a lot of water everywhere. We're certainly in, in Victoria. We're not used to those resort style golf courses. Probably more mm. Queensland. Um, they they would be, but um, yeah, it was just um, it was just a different different style of golf, and I, I got used to it. I got used to the the golf aspects fairly quickly um, mm. over there. Um, but what you don't, what you sort of the, the difficult part of the transition is that is that you don't get that support um, daily as you do at Victorian at, at Australian golf courses, and um, mm. you know you're just out there on your own. You're just one of you're just one of 150, 50, 50 guys that, um, yeah, you're nothing, you're nothing special, and um, yeah. and you're sort of just starting again. So you, you it makes it difficult. You don't really build on that momentum until you've created the momentum over there. It's really, really difficult to to build on um, on the momentum that you've sort of you know, gained gained in in Australia. Yeah, new new fields, new courses, um, new languages. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. New food. Definitely. I mean, all these little things add up, don't they? So, get to get used to that um, could yeah. take a while. The first year was is solid enough, but I think did you have to go back to Q school at the end of the year after the first year? Uh, yeah, I did. So, I, um, yeah, I didn't didn't get didn't keep my card the first year. It's actually really hard to keep your card in Asia out of out of Q school. You have to do something. You have to have a really, really good year because um, you don't yeah. get access to, you don't get access to probably eighty percent of the money. Um, wow! That they play, that they play for. Um, this is out of Q school, you mean? So, it. so uh, how many cars? Like thirty cars? Is it out of Q school? Is it? Yeah, I think they give. <clears throat> sorry, I think they give forty cards. Right. And, um, um, and if you're at the top of the rung, I think I finished top five. So I got a number of. A number of events that others, the other guys out of Q school wouldn't have got, but 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 I still wouldn't have gotten probably six events, six of the bigger events. Um, right. Yeah. Malaysian Open, Singapore Open, those those real big events that. Um, yeah, sure. That the guys who have kept their card get, and um, mm, mm. and and are for and are for the the biggest money. Um, so it's tricky to keep your card. No no doubt about that. And then um, so I went back to Q school. Um, the year after and um i got my card again and, and um and thankfully um won first up so yeah that's yeah fantastic 2012 myanmar open so um i think as you said first event in so basically that gave you three exemption is that right it did yeah so that's that's right it was a, it was basically a three-year exemption i don't think they do that anymore i think for uh i think they sort of scale it that was one of a one of right. the, the smaller the smaller events, and I think if you if you win a um, an event under five hundred grand or something, it was um, you get a year on top, not rather than two years. But that that only came in after. So yeah, I got I got a three year job basically. Um, Gee, that must have been a just for an, an amazing relief. Not exciting to win uh, an Asian yeah. tour event, but yeah, to have three years would would have been an amazing feeling. No, that that win was that win was massive, and and. Um, um yeah it was just nice to be able to uh that that sort of got the ball rolling on the on the um the early sort of 
early doors professional career in Asia. Did that also give you some European starts as well? Um, how did, did that give you a winner's sort of category there? Yeah, so you get, um, yeah, so, so there was, at the time, there would have been probably eight or so uh, European, um, European Asian, Asian to a European co-sanctioned event. Um, yep. So yeah, winning winning gets you basically to the top of the Asian tour categories. Um, yeah. So you're almost. I don't. I think. I think the previous year's autumn merit. One of the only, the only things that sort of stays above you um, as uh, as the category for that year. So um, I was able to get everything basically that the Asian tour had their had the stamp on, and um, um, which was which was big. Um, you know, enormous at the time. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't make didn't make full use of it but um yeah it was it was it was a good thing to have uh, but how, how did you find the step up into the european tour events and why you think you maybe didn't quite do as good as you could in those sort of events yeah i, I think it's just an expectation um my it's hard to say it's, it's just an it was the expectation that um the expectation that i had uh, had um, an ability, or, or, or maybe not an expectation. Maybe it was just a lack of, um, maybe it was just a lack of belief that I, I belonged at, at that level. Or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was, but um, mm-hmm. I, know, I always seem to get in, in good positions in those events. Um, or, may, or maybe I was too, too, you know, too money centric. Um, you're playing for a lot of money over there. Um, Sure, and sure. I got into into decent positions, round one, round two in, in those events. So I was always around the mark and 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 um, and inside the cut line. And then I just always seemed to round two, back nine, round two in the, in those events. I always just um, seemed to capitulate, um, which was um, yeah pretty devastating a lot mm. of the time. And, um, and 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 once you've done it once. And once you've done it twice, it's and you, and you're not getting consistent events. I mean, if you've only got eight for the year, it's, that's not a that's not a lot to grind your teeth on. Um, you see a lot of a lot of European tour guys first out from from um, or, or not a lot, but you see a number of of guys really struggling in their first and second years um, on the European tour and miss you know ridiculous amount of cuts and. You know, you got Justin Rose who missed like twenty six cuts in his first year, and yeah, sure. um, I know there's other stories of guys who've who've first out and miss miss a ton, and um, yeah, so it's just you just don't get that chance to to gain the belief, I suppose, or I never I never got the chance to gain that belief that I um that I really sort of belonged in that. Right, uh, you didn't have a chance to learn company. learn from your sort of mistakes. Is that what you mean? You didn't have a, a momentum to sort of keep keep working out how to get get it done yeah and then so i mean it happened the first first few events probably um that it happened in i I just so for instance the first event after myanmar i think it was event the advanced masters and i shot um i shot uh i think i was tied six or something going into the weekend um so you look at that and you, yeah. you're thinking, and this is the wrong thing to be doing. But you're looking at what you're looking at what the, the price price breakdown is, right? And and what and what sixth and what sixth is going to make, right? And it's like two hundred grand or something. And you're like, so this is you Friday night. 
So this is you Friday night after making the cut. Uh, look, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Been, I, I haven't probably haven't even admitted this since, but um, but you do look at that. I'm sure other guys look at it as yeah, well. Yeah, sure, but, absolutely. But but, but um, natural. But it's the wrong thing to be doing. It's not the right mindset. It's it's completely the it's mm. a completely wrong mindset. So um, did you have the same? Did you have the same thing when you went into the cuts? Then were you looking at numbers and the boards and going, okay, where am I? You know, going oh, into for the sure. right yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you just don't you. That, and, and yeah, you probably uncovered it sort of now, but mm-hmm. the um, amateur golf, even professional golf, sort of the lower events, um, lower events down the run, you don't, um, you're sort of not thinking about, you're not thinking about the money, you're just thinking about about trying to win the golf tournament, trying to trying to trying to finish number one for that week, and um, mm-hmm. and when it becomes about when when the big money comes along, um, for someone who who sort of doesn't have a lot of it, um, mm. the you, you start looking, you start thinking about the money. You don't, you're not thinking about the your position on the leaderboard quite as much. You're just thinking about what how what what that position coincides with how much money you're going to make. So um, that's um, yeah, for, for for anyone who's, who's starting up playing um, playing professionally, that's one thing you've got to come out of you pretty quickly is that. Um, yeah, is that the money shouldn't be the money shouldn't be the uh, the driving driving factor? I would I would say. Yeah. So when you're playing your best golf, you basically just went out and did your job, did your did what you needed to do. You know, shot at a time, the old cliche, and then you know, hopefully be on the top at the end of the uh, four days, and and then yeah, you get into a position where, oh, hang on, there's a million million dollars or couple of million in the prize pool here and I'm doing pretty well. And then you go, okay, how do I pretty make much. the cut? And then things like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a natural reaction. Um, did, did you, did you see it? Did you feel like you were seeing it happening and you sort of understood how you were going about that mentally at the time or, and then trying to seek help with that? Or did you just think, oh, I'll just try again next week or had, did you actually see it back then? Or? Uh, um, uh, probably, yeah, potentially. Um, I don't know whether I admitted it to myself, you know, early enough. But right. I, I mean, I did have some. I did have some decent weeks as well. But um, but yeah, there was such sure. a. But there was such a um. Um, there was such a pattern to it that um, and you, you and you don't want to you don't want to um acknowledge it as well because you you sort of you don't know what the best out of it is you don't know whether it's to acknowledge that you've got that you know this this sort of nagging um nagging sort of thing that's that's um that's holding you back um because you think that the next event you know it's just experience that's that's what you think you think that the experience will just and what is experience i mean it's just um it's probably the experience is more learning the learning the skill and, and the ability to to get the job done it, it's not just time yeah. in the in time in the legs and, and time on the golf course and time in those events it's um it's actually developing these skills physically and, and mentally to be able to, to be able to compete um i certainly had the physical ability to compete i had the mental ability as well but um but i just didn't i just didn't ha- i just didn't show it enough i didn't um didn't didn't uh didn't bring my my mental a game enough is that because of your mental preparation was sort of 
there wasn't really consistency to that or, or can you pinpoint that as well? What, what why that was happening? Oh, potentially. Um, yeah, potentially it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, professional golfers just a fickle. You've got to, you see most of the, the best players in the world, they just prepare, you know, incredibly well. It's that they're, they're absolutely obsessed with the sport. Um, whereas mm. for me, um, I was obsessed, but but I, it sort of there sort of came a point where I sort of like doing other things and sure um, and was sort of treating like a bit of a means to an end rather than um rather than to the end it, end itself. So that was probably the um yeah, that was probably the main the main thing that I I took out of it all. Um, that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it could have it could have been anything. I think. Um, the, the, my career, but but still, there's no. Um, I, I don't really have any. Re- I don't really have any regrets with the way I handled it. I, I certainly tried to be professional and tried to handle it and and get a, get processes going. But um, uh, yeah, it just just didn't work out. Yeah, so you had that little bit of a break um, a few years back, and then uh, got yourself refreshed, obviously um, out of the game and and did your own thing, and you made a little comeback um a couple of years ago um tell us about that tell us about that because that's interesting i suppose at the end of it um that at the end of that period that 18 months or so that i had off um i um yeah i sort of had a it wasn't so much it wasn't even so much a yearning to go back and play i was just um you know i had some had some people so i was shooting some shooting some really good numbers um Mm. around that around that sort of october november Sort of period. I think that was 2000, 2017, and um, and I thought, why don't why don't I give this another crack and see how I go? Um, you know, whether the experience of of going and working and, and doing that for eighteen months is going to help me, I don't know. But um, but I thought I'd go back and and have and give it another go. And um, yeah. Um, but yeah, just just um, just didn't really um, just didn't really sort of catch on. Didn't didn't really. Uh, I didn't really have that excitement, um, probably like that sure. that genuine excitement when you're going to play a golf tournament. You really want to be there and you really want to play. And um, I think that was I think that was missing. I, I didn't know I, I didn't know at the time whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Whether that was going to be able to make me, you know, really more process driven and, and more professional. I mean, no one gets excited to go to the office every day. Yeah. Um, to go to work, but and, and that's probably how it should 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 be for golf in some respects, but you, you need to be able to still enjoy yourself and, and, and have that competitive, um, really competitive nature. Um, sure. I think, it was probably an element of that missing. Yeah. Well, I think it's, mat- it's mature to actually come to the, come to the decision too, for your own self, um, what you want to do with your life and career, you know, whether that's golf or not. And maybe that was an itch you needed to scratch too, to get back out there and go, okay, is this what I want to do? Or maybe it's not what I want to do. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was it was an itch to scratch for sure. It's something I needed to. Yeah. Felt like I sort of needed to do, and um, and and did that, and um, um, had some had some good times again doing it, and uh, but yeah, yeah, just just ultimately decided that it was um, yeah, not 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 what I wanted to, what no one what I wanted to do day in day out. So. Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're talking about your actual golf game. Um, you know, I've 
Tiger actually said after he played with you that your short game was incredible and that, you, you know, you could compete out there on the PGA Tour. So uh, he was impressed with your game. Um, what, where do you see your sort of best assets with, with the game itself? Um, through, through the, the, during the best golf that I played, I, I probably, um, uh, I was, I was pretty, pretty strong around the grains, um, for sure. Um, and I was just, I was a streaky putter. So, um, yeah, if I had a good week with the putter, I could, um, yeah, I could shoot a, shoot a, a really sort of low number. Um, there was absolutely no guarantees it was going to happen the week after, but, um, but yeah, through through the through that period that um, through that period, sort of 2011, 2012, um, 13, even in in Australia at least, um, I putted I putted really really well, um, and and short my short game was always quite strong um, mm. as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel like I had any sort of major deficiencies in my game. To be honest, it was I felt yeah. like I could. Um, I felt like I had the, I wasn't long, but I had enough, I had, I had enough length. Um, I was able to, I was able to move the ball and, and work the ball. Um, probably, um, yeah, I, I didn't really feel like I had a, had a deficiency in my, in my game at, at that point in time. Um, mm. So, yeah, but it's funny. I mean, my putting always got better when the, the more golf I played, the, the sort of the better the putting would get. Um, mm. And it's probably no, it's probably no, um, no coincidence that that my best putting period came after that sort of last year of amateur golf, where I played an enormous amount of golf. I mean, you play interstate series, we play ten rounds a week mm. in a week. You've got golf tournaments just about every week. Um, you're just playing a massive amount of golf. It's it's funny when you when you're playing professional golf, you 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 sort of you don't really get that competitiveness um, in the same way that you get it from amateur golf. Um, so yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly something. I mean, you play a lot of match play when you when you when you're an amateur golfer. So there's mm. always that really ultra competitive. Even pennant, even yeah, even right. pennant golf is is so competitive. Yeah, it, it brings out. I've never had the the same. Um, so, so pennant and, and the interstate series, um, those are those are the most fun events to play mm. um, that that I can think of because you you just have that you know that ultimate ultimate competitiveness and you and you get to play in the team as well, which is sure um, you know that camaraderie, which is really good fun. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if if golf was like that, it'd be um, if professional golf was like that, it'd be much more enjoyable, I reckon. But um, so you like to target yeah. then, did you? You like to you like someone there. You go, you know, I'm going to beat you today, and and that'll get the best out of you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, you're playing against someone you, when you when you're yeah. playing in a field. You just you just feel like you're just swimming in a <laughs> swimming in a big pool, and um, and and the chips fall where they may. But um, but yeah. you feel like you're in really um. Yeah, you feel like you can really uh, sort of on the outcome in those event, in those in those one-on-one match play sure. sort of style style events. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, so uh, when you know when you were playing, uh, when you saw those guys, you know, making the money and, and and winning winning events constantly, what did you see the difference in, in their games? Was it just the putting? Um, you know, inside the ten to 
12 feet areas. Is that, is that the difference or what, what did you see different in those guys? Um, yeah, it was just uh, hard to say. I mean, I, I watched, I played with some really good players out there and, and just, they just, I don't know. They're just, they're just all, their games all round are just um, are, are really, really solid. Um, they, mm. hit, they hit it a lot of the time. A lot of those guys, they hit it pretty, pretty long, um, longer than average. Um, they, they, they strike their irons really well. Um, mm. They've got great short games and they're great putters. They, they seriously don't, don't have a deficiency. Um, and you probably look through the stats and say, well, you're above average, you're an above average putter and you're a below average driver. But it doesn't mean they're poor drivers. Um, yeah. there's, just, there's just so much um, so much talent and ability out there that, um, yeah, there's, there's probably outliers. There's probably guys who don't drive it very well um, and that are a bit shorter than usual, but you can be, you can be absolutely sure that they are, you know, dynamite around the greens. Um, so, um, you know, you take a, who um, drives? I mean, you, you take take put Marcus Fraser against Adam Scott. Um, Adam's Adam's obviously you know one of one of the world's best and has been for a long time. But but where where but, but my point is where where those players make up for their deficiency, they 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 make it up make it make up for it. You know. Yeah. really well and they are one of they'll, they'll be one of the the best in the world at um you know at, the, at that other um other aspect of their game so yeah it's a, a you know doing some coaching myself i looked at some stats um they've got you know really specific stats these days with strokes gain and i've noticed actually um the top guys you know like rory and, and those guys that hit a long way um, they only hit one or two less fairways um, than the straight guys, um, which is not a lot. So they still hit it straight. But where they gain at the 150 to 175 yard, they actually mm. hit it closer from that range and gives them more sort of inside 10-foot putts per round, which just gives that little bit more um, gain shots over a course of a tournament. And we're only talking 0.5 of a shot. <laughs> you know, we're not talking a lot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to go through a, a, a tournament of golf where as a professional golfer, you're having a stinking week, but you're never going to go through a, a tournament. If you're hitting it great, that you're not going to hold a couple of parts. Um, mm. Mm. And then you hit a few couple of par fives in two. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you've hit, you've hit 15 greens and 15 or 16 greens and um, two part of the majority and probably hit a par five and two, a couple of par fives and two. And, um, you know, and you've shot, you've shot four under. Um, mm. on your ear so it's um, yeah I mean and, and Rory I mean, that you brought up that 150 175 um, the, the longer the longer guys the best players in the world Ram and DJ mm. and Rory they're all hitting it to that they're all hitting it to that um, more often as well so yeah, it's, it's right. a double edged sword if they're able to hit it closer in that in that 150 to 175 they'll probably get more opportunities from that from that range than yeah. everyone else so they they get more practice at it but they also put it in there more often, so um, mm. you know, it's no no wonder they're no wonder they're they're so far ahead of um, that that top ten. You know, really seem to be a long way ahead of of um, 
of everyone else at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to watch those guys in action. It's going to be interesting to see if they roll the ball back and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure why they want to do that, but that's going to be an interesting uh, time as well. But um, yeah, I think golf's in a pretty good state with those guys. And uh, let, let's hope when we get back out there after this break, um, we get back into the golf. It'd be nice to see some majors rolling around again. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I, I, I hope they do roll the balls back, to be honest. I reckon golf would be more fun playing with... Uh, I reckon golf would be more fun if you could only hit it 250 metres. But um, Yeah, you think you're an advocate? That's just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I am an advocate. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon it's just it's just becoming just become so much easier for so many more people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's less. It's less skill based. It's less hitting the ball is less skill based than it used to be. No question. Yeah, they they do say that uh, there's less art in ball movement and and things like that from players, and it's more of a putting yeah. and chipping comp. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you watch. I was watching. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of old um, clips go up on Twitter um, mm. of, um, of you know Hogan those shell um, those shell uh, world series of golfs and uh, Ben Hogan and, and Sam Snead and then um, um, they, like watching Peter Pete Thompson and and yeah. and guys of his his ilk go around and um, it just looks more fun to me. <laughs> I love their actions, man. How good are their flowing actions too? It's fantastic. Ah, they mean. Yeah, I love it. So good to watch. Uh, they're not probably doing the weights and all that stuff back then, but uh, they seem yeah. to be very athletic. Yeah, they do. They, um, I don't think they'd be any less um, less a golfer if they were in this day and age. They would have figured out a way. No, no, doubt, no doubt about that. The golf swings were better then. Like, mm. Pete, Pete Thompson, the, just, the, the golf swing is just absolutely flawless um you He's probably wouldn't yeah. you probably wouldn't you, pro, you may not you may not teach that way um with a with a 460 50 cc head and a graphite yeah. shaft just because you probably can't get as much out of it out of the club but um um but yeah it just looks better I, I think it looks looks fantastic free-flowing as i said and you know less injuries i think uh, there's a lot of injuries going on these days you know, with yeah. the, I think the, you know, the X move and, you know, that sort of, you know, back 10 years ago, I think they were, you know, really subscribing to that um, coiling sort of action. And I think there's a lot of guys that have got knee issues and back issues and all that sort of stuff, trying to get it that far with that sort of action. I suppose it seems to have a more on the PGA Tour. Um, PGA Tour guys seem to get injured more than anyone else. But, uh, mm. but they're probably doing, I don't know, they're probably doing more weights than anyone else. Like, who knows? But um, I think... Um, yeah, I don't think you need to be. I don't think you need to be throwing around, you know, weights like Bryson DeChambeau to be able to hit the ball yeah. far enough to to be the best in the world. Um, no, it might help. It might help him, but um, but who knows? It might. It might also. It might also affect his longevity in the sport if if that's something he cares about. Um, but um, but yeah, just just not as much of an art as what it used to be. No, for sure. So you're still enjoying your game um, once a week or something around Commonwealth these days? Still enjoying the game? No, not really. Um, no, I'm not really playing much at the moment. Right. And, um, and probably don't really foresee playing very much in the next um, next next 10 years, mate. Yeah, fair honest, enough. It's just not something that's... Uh, just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit past it. I'm a bit... Um, 
just just I sort of want to go and go and do other things and you know, pick up some uh, pick up some new hobbies and try and try and because uh, I I can't be competitive with myself with golf anymore. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's just it's I'm 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 stale. It's tough, I guess, when you know you can uh, play at a certain level and shoot, you know, nine, ten unders and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure it's difficult to go back out and, you know, shoot your level pass and be boring like that and, and not play for a lot of money. So yeah. I, I sort of get it. What other sort of vices have you sort of got into then? Any Anything else that you've got interest in as a competitive thing? Um, oh, look, just a bit of just some social sport and, and just working on working on fitness. And um, I, haven't, I haven't really sort of um, fully fully um throwing myself into another hobby Pro- probably um probably work is is the, the, my work at the moment is something that i've needed to dedicate a fair bit of time to to um yeah to develop and be a um um you know and, and try and um try and be um sort of at the top of top of my game um in in that industry um so yep. more than that i would say uh, but there's certainly some sports that i want to uh I want, to, I want to get into um, um really want to be good at surfing that's surfing's one the one thing that i really want to be good at um yeah, that cool. i'm just i'm just shocking at um yeah but just looks just looks so much fun the, the guys that are any good at it just make it look like so much fun so i just I, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of that um but yeah who knows mate it's uh during 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 uh isolation there's been a lot of puzzles um <laughs> that type of thing um yeah so, uh yeah just just um just ticking over at the moment it's difficult to difficult to get out and um get out of the house and, and really throw throw myself into anything at the moment but um yeah, yeah well, certainly certainly i can just see uh spending a bit of time at the at the beach and potentially on a surfboard or something and uh and who knows in, in 15 years time when um if i want to go back and start playing Knock, knocking around at a local my local track with a with a son or, or a daughter or something, then I'll uh, I'll give that a crack. Sounds good, mate. Yeah, look, I've got into some stupid habits too. I'm playing a lot of chess at the moment. Um, I've tried to pick up the guitar. I'm I'm, I'm addicted to chess. Guitar, man. <laughs> guitar's one of the things I, I gave I gave I, I gave the guitar a bit of a crack a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and yeah. oh, no, probably last year actually, and um. Uh, definitely something I reckon I, I'll, I'll I'll pick up again and, and have a go at. But you know that you know what it's like. You sort of have a good bit of a go at these things, and then you go away from them, and then and you're like, "Nah, I've got to go back and do that." And um, yeah, well, you want to hit yeah. a three hundred yard drive straight away with your guitar, mate. You, you just want to get there and start going, you know, songs. <laughs> but you That's know, right. you, <laughs> yeah, you want you want to you want to. You want it to be like riding a bike, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I've got so much more respect for these guys who are playing guitar and make it look that easy. It is so difficult because not only your fingers are sore, but then, you know, you've got to learn the notes and then the strum patterns and it's just some of the notes. I, yeah. I've, I've got to start stretching my fingers out because I can't, can't reach different notes. It's just, it's difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I mean, I was just sitting there just strumming the same, same notes the whole time. Like for yeah. the first you know, first five hours that I was practicing, I was just trying to get the, I was just trying to sort of figure out where the, where everything is on the guitar and just, you know, push, yeah. pushing in the right chords. And mm. um, it's a bit of, it's a bit of fun though. A bit, I don't, a bit, you don't get frustrated either. It's not like, you know, you, you go to the golf club and you hit, you go to the golf club and, or the driving range and you hit 30, 30 really good 
30 just you know pure six irons and then you'll you'll hit one and you know block at 20 meters and um and you're like ah but it's not like that with with guitar you don't really get frustrated or, or when you're first starting out doing something you don't mm. really get frustrated you just um Mm. you just you're besotted by it you're a bit obsessed with it and you're just like it's yeah cool yeah you're just obsessed with it and you just want to get much better and you want to kill like on chess i want to kill these guys like i want to checkmate them straight away you know so who <laughs> are you playing chess who are you playing chess against mate you go online there's an app and you, yeah. there's a few different ones and you play anyone in the world mate you just just play five minute games and you just click it and it just finds someone around your, like, it's like a handicap. So if they give you um, like all the grandmasters and that have like ratings of 3000, 3,500. So you start at about a thousand yeah. and you'll find that you'll go down. It's like getting a handicap of 18 and you go up to 25 pretty quickly. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, you, yeah, slow, yeah. you slowly get better and you, you slowly get points for every time you, you win or draw or, and, or you beat them on time. So I, I play time chess. So I play like five minute chess now and yeah, it's so much fun. And yeah, you're just trying to get your handicap up. And so at the moment I'm like hovering between 700 and 800. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, that's where I'm at the moment, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite fun and entertaining, but that's where I'm putting more my energy at the moment. Fascinating. Are you, are you, uh, are you like, googling um you know chess strategies and chess moves and stuff like that or uh yeah it's uh Liv will hate me my wife is saying this but i i watch youtube um like streams and like <laughs> i'm right into it like uh have you heard of magnus carlson he's uh maybe he was like a pro- prodigy a child prodigy he's like a bit like tiger in the chess game he's a young yep. guy who's yeah He's, he's got a really good personality too. He's really uh, short and sharp and uh, witty. And yeah, he just, uh, he's, a, he's an attackive sort of player. And yeah, he's the best in the world. But yeah, you just watch him play. He like um, quick chess on, on, on YouTube and you sort of learn from him and things like that. But yeah, I, I study it up and watch it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> lives in the back. Oh, uh, you make me laugh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, and uh, it's nice. Uh, it's nice to give myself an out. Yeah, she's she's hating it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so does Lib does Lib does Lib play as well? Uh, look, she's played me a couple of times, and she's not too bad at it. But yeah, it's once or twice. Um, she's given me a go. <laughs> she's given me a crack, but uh, yeah, she's quickly bored of it and uh, more yeah, more yeah. into pottery, mate. So, um, but I've I've got a few mates into it. I'm playing them online. Pottery. Pottery's fun. Have you got a pottery wheel? Yeah, well, she's got a. Uh, actually, she does very, a lot of hand. She does a lot of hand making. She's got a lot. Does a lot of hand making. We we haven't got a wheel yet, but um, yeah, yeah, she she loves it. She's really good at it. Yeah, pottery wheels are uh, pottery wheels are good fun. Oh, you've had a go, have you? Oh, very briefly. Like I'm not. <laughs> I haven't got. A, I haven't got one. But but I, I remember I had a go at one, and it was. Uh, a, hmm. It was an erotic experience, that's for sure. Yeah, nice one. Well, we'll get on to chess, mate. We'll have a game. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so just, just to finish, mate, um, just, just for anyone out there looking to uh, get, into, get into the sport as a profession, uh, just, just give a little bit of an insight into what you think they should uh, focus on going into the tour ranks. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you just, um, I think you want to keep your focus on... Uh, on 
you know, enjoying, enjoy, really enjoying the sport and enjoying the competitiveness um, of it and, um, and just retaining that. Um, I think if you can just continue to enjoy it, you will, um, you know, you'll, you'll kick goals. Um, mm. Obviously, you, you need to put an enormous amount of work into it, an enormous amount of hours, um, but, um, but just try and, try and keep it fun. Keep, keep the money, you know, continue on playing, playing the money games and with, mm. with your mates and, um, and try and, um, uh, yeah, just, just try and, just try and dedicate your, you, you have to dedicate your life to it pretty much. Um, I reckon to be, there comes a point where you probably can probably make enough money that you can buy a, you know, buy a house and, um, cultivate your lawn like Mark Leishman and Cameron <laughs> Smith, but, um, and, and spend all your time doing, spend all your off, your, your, your free time doing that. Mm. Um, but until you've, until you've made it, um, until you've made that, um, until you've started to win golf tournaments and um, uh, and be really comfortable that you can do that, you just you need to you know, work your bum off. But you also need to you, you need to um, monitor your your mental um, and make sure that that uh, that that's in check as well. Yeah, so a lot of the preparation uh, going into the the tournament mentally, not just physically, just get yourself right. Yeah, so yeah, exactly right. The thing I've been hearing a lot lately is uh, you, you go from um, uh, unconscious incompetence um, to conscious incompetence to conscious competence to, incon- uh, to unconscious competence. Jesus. And uh, yeah, it's um, so there's four squares, right? Right. And it resonates with me. It resonates with me because um, I feel like a lot of my a lot of my competence was was conscious. You want it to be unconscious. Right. So, uh, yeah, you want you want to be able to um, to go out and perform um, subconsciously, I suppose, because it does it means that nothing is getting nothing's going to get in the way. Did Did you not train that then properly? I did. Uh, yeah, we probably did. I, but um, probably did, but probably wasn't drilled in. You know, that 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 um, the way that I just described it that that wasn't that wasn't how I would, uh, how I would say I, um, I went about my training, my mental, my mental training. Um, right. So I know, certainly there would have been an element that, that the of, of subconscious sort of ability there, um, mm. a, a huge element probably, but, um, but yeah, you just, you just want to take away a lot of the external factors and, uh, and just be able to play, play golf, play your game and, um, uh, the chips fall where they may, I suppose you want to be able to go and, play a golf tournament in the same vein that you um, play, play the U S masters in the same, in the same headspace and mindset that you would play, um, you know, round one of Victorian pennant. Yeah, for sure. A lot easier said than done, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mate, I appreciate your time. It was fantastic to chat and reflect on your career. And, um, mate, you've done some great stuff. So um, I really appreciate your time and, and good luck with your new career um, in the business world. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Kieran. Cheers, mate.